What's going on everyone, John Vitas here and today I got an amazing topic video for you guys. I got my friend Paul the Gelder with me today and it's going to be an interesting, we're going to dive deep into his story, what he's all about and I've been waiting so long to meet him man so it's been cool to finally hook up uh, on the Game Changers premiere and uh, talk. It's been a long time coming so thank you for joining me today man. Of course man, I didn't yeah. even know that. <laughs> I wasn't even aware he knew who I was but yeah, it's really cool, man. Because I've been following you, and I watched your um, podcast with Nimai and right. YouTube videos and stuff. So it's really cool. I just walked in at the after party. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. "What's going on, yeah, man?" I was so surprised. He was just like, "John." I was like, "Dude, you know me. I'm like your fan." So it's fun, man. It's it's a social media life. I love it. So tell the people what you're about. Like how you know, like a little bit of your story, your journey up to this point. I know it's a very long one, but like, you know, give a, give your best shot in like for like a minute or something All like right, that. cool. Um, we'll dive deeper. The, the abridged lot. version <laughs> yeah, of Paul. Exactly. Um, I, I grew up until I was 10 in Melbourne in Australia, uh, then moved to Canberra, which is the capital of the country. Got into a lot of trouble. Um, we were quite poor uh, because we had six people in the family and dad was a cop. Um, so I got involved in stealing and fighting and drinking and you know I was bullied as a kid and I was self-harming uh, so I had a lot of a lot of issues growing up uh, ended up getting kicked out of home after flunking high school I uh, was selling weed working at a bar for a bikey gang um, escaped that town and started again in Brisbane and became I was working behind a bar in a strip club mm -hmm. and I became a rapper no um, I did. Opened up for Snoop Dogg in 1998. Yeah, yeah, and then um, and then it all fell apart again because there's no money in rappers right. in Australia in 1998. Well, now you're in LA, man. Yeah. So I want to pick that up again. Um, ended up worse off than I'd ever been. Okay. Uh, this is like this was around. This is 2000. Um, right. And I was just in the depths of despair, thinking, "Is this all my life sure. has?" you know is this all I'm worth yeah and then my younger brothers had joined the army so mm -hmm. I talked to them ended up joining the army as an airborne infantry soldier Sweet. Uh, served with the UN in a little island nation called East Timor doing mm -hmm. peacekeeping and then looking for more adventure I decided to try out for the Navy clearance divers in Australia which is nice. a really very wide-ranging role within the Navy mm -hmm. um, tactical operations O2 rebreathers mixed gas deep wow. sea diving Helmet diving, um, land-based explosive ordnance disposal. Wow, okay. Yeah, so it's pretty. It's pretty complicated job. Loved it. Uh, been doing it from 2005 to 2009. Uh, turned up to work one day doing counterterrorism training. Got attacked by a shark. The funny thing about your story is that not funny, but interesting thing <laughs> is that you know you got attacked by a shark, and that you know for most people that would be you know like you would fucking hate sharks for the rest of your life, right? But for you, it was quite the opposite journey. So, yeah. like, what happened after that? Like, first of all, explain a little bit what happened that day, like how the accident actually happened, how the shark attack happened. But like, also, I'm super interested to know how that kind of changed your life perspective. Uh, I was I had sharks. I, <laughs> I, like, I knew nothing about them. I just yeah. thought, screw them, let's yeah. kill them all, yeah. then we can swim in the ocean. No one likes sharks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I got attacked by a shark, yeah. and it, I never, I never blamed it because I chose a dangerous life. Right. You know, I was riding a big black Italian sports bike, uh, I was playing with bombs and guns right. and jumping out of aircraft and you can't get pissed off when you choose to do dangerous things and then something bad happens. So right. I, I, I didn't blame the shark. Um, I didn't really go into too much depression. I don't have PTSD, uh, no flashbacks, nice. no nightmares, nothing like that. Um, 
and I think that came from I didn't do any counseling either right. I think it came later through the fact that I was talking a lot but I, yeah. I turned up to work that day was swimming on the surface right in Sydney Harbour right mm -hmm. next to the Navy base a bull shark came up from underneath me and grabbed me by the right hamstring and the right hand and saying bye wow. um, and just tore same out of my body same bye wow yeah. Um, so I lost my whole hamstring, I lost my hand from there, Yeah. Uh, and then my, my buddies rushed in and did first aid, I swam back to the boat for a yeah. pool of my own blood, and it was right. nearly dead. Like, yeah, I so was, it was a very close encounter. I was minutes away from death. Wow. Uh, my buddy had to stick his hand inside my leg and pinch Jeez. closed an artery to Oof. stop me bleeding out. Damn. So it was, this was really bad, really yeah. serious. I went through 150 litres of blood. Dude, so yeah, wow, that's a lot. Man. You know, you can yeah. have the best first aid, the best yeah. doctors, the best paramedics, yeah. but without those incredible 300 people that yeah. donated that blood, yeah. I, I wouldn't be here. 300 so people, huh? 300 people, half a litre each. Like, it, it, and that makes such a huge difference. And to do good deeds, you don't always have to do something big and grand. Right. Sometimes the smallest thing, like giving blood, it can make the most difference in someone's life. So yeah, now I'm slowly much. trying to repay that blood back. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking a really long time. Um, so that was, that was really rough. It was a turning point in my life, mm -hmm. but the media, it was worldwide news, but the media was mostly surprised at what you just said about the fact that I, I didn't blame the shark. I didn't hate sharks. Yeah. Um, you went in opposite direction. Absolutely. Because every time there was a shark interaction in mm -hmm. Australia, the media would come to me for, yeah. a, for a comment. And right. so I didn't want to, I didn't want to sound like a dummy on television. I wanted mm -hmm. to give... Uh, an educated opinion right. about what was going on, so I had to learn. Mm -hmm. And the old catchphrase, catchphrase mm -hmm. knowledge dispels fear, rings true in this case. The more I learn about sharks, the more I realized how much they have to fear from us yeah. than we do of them. Because seven people on average around the world, right. whole world, seven people yeah. die from sharks. It's, it's we, nothing, right? It's nothing. Like yeah. you, you are far more likely to die in a car accident on the way to the beach or drown at the beach than you are of ever even seeing a shark in right. your whole entire life. Yeah, that's absolutely insane. Man. And yeah. so I started doing that a little bit and, yeah. and I got comfortable in front of the camera. I did 60 Minutes a few times in Australia, nice. um, did a lot of media and just, out, I was trying to get back to work as well. Mm -hmm. So I went back to, into the ocean after three months trying right. to surf on one leg. <laughs> nice. That wasn't happening. <laughs> I, I drowned pretty oh, badly. Wow. Um, and then I went back to work, full-time work as a Navy diving instructor okay. after six months. Oh and wow, that's very soon, man. Yeah. That, that, that was the main focus of my recovery, was okay. getting back to work because I was terrified yeah. of losing my career because I really didn't have anything right. else. Like, and how long did you stay at that before you just stopped? Three years. Three years? Yeah, wow, okay. I did it for three years, but it was killing me because it was right. just... Inside, like it was breaking me down because I was teaching these recruits to do the thing that I love doing, right. and I never got to do it myself. Sure. And then yeah. I was working 70, 80 hour weeks, and I'm not talking behind a computer, I'm talking right. about 1200 push ups a day on right. the boats all day, lugging around dive gear. So, yeah. three years of that, and I was never going to get to progress past that point. It was, I was going to be doing that or maybe get promoted, but then I'd just be behind the desk. Right. So I didn't want to do that. And I'd slowly crept into speaking, mm -hmm. which was the only thing I was more afraid of than sharks. <laughs> and now <laughs> it's funny because like your two biggest fears became your two biggest passions, right? Yeah, like absolutely. It's, like your career now is basically, 
Uh, Sharks and public speaking. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's amazing, man. And just goes to show like how just a, a simple shift in perspective can change your whole life around. And that's exactly it, the shift in perspective. Yeah. That's what, that's what changed my life as well from that kid that was always getting into trouble to being a, a, a very disciplined soldier. Mm -hmm. When all I wanted to do was run away in right. boot camp, I realized that they weren't the problem. The discipline wasn't the problem. Mm -hmm. I was the problem and right. my perspective was the problem. So I needed sure. to change my whole perspective and that's when my whole life turned around and started right. getting better. 100%. And so I learned that in the early days and all of those struggles I went through in the early yeah. days actually helped me in my recovery after the shark attack 100%. to turn it into this incredible life that I now get to live. I travel yeah. the world filming documentaries for Discovery Channel, public speaking. I'm heading off to London to speak at a massive financial yeah. conference. I just spoke at Plant Proof uh, oh, wow. with Rip Esselstyn. So yeah. I, I live a dream life because of those simple lessons. You know, we don't have to overcomplicate it. It's, yeah. it's not that complicated. I know, right? <laughs> simple choices that yeah. make the biggest difference. No, 100%. And for, for you guys who are listening, uh, Paul is also 100% plant-based vegan. And why don't you explain how that shift came out? Because first, you, you, you switch your perspective in terms of you know, your fears, like shark and public speaking. But how did the plant-based lifestyle and uh, veganism just like creep in? How did you get introduced to it? And why did you like? Why were you willing to make a, a shift towards a plant-based diet? Uh, I, I really didn't know much about it, to be honest. Uh, I was of the opinion, like most people, mm -hmm. that you have to eat all the chicken breasts in right. the world to get muscles. Were you a big meat eater as well? Uh, yeah, I ate a lot of kangaroo. No, uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> a lot of kangaroo, uh, and I never really got those muscles, to be honest. All I did right. was get sick of chicken breasts. Yeah. Um, now they just gross me out so much. Just so slant there. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Um, I went to Africa mm -hmm. and I was shooting a documentary with an incredible man called Damien Manda, uh, who was also a clearance diver in the Australian Navy, 12 time uh, tour of Iraq, right. a veteran as a, a private military contractor, yeah. and you know, just super hardcore, <laughs> just a badass. Yeah. And he transitioned from that life of, you know, killing and yeah. Sadness and death to a life of trying to protect Africa's wildlife mm -hmm. and so I was in Africa shooting a documentary with him and his rangers mm -hmm. and He told me he was vegan. Okay, and so you I, never he introduced the whole thing to you. Yeah like, Yeah, and awesome. I just I looked at him like weird head tilted like <laughs> like a dog hearing a weird noise like what's that? <laughs> and so, so he told me he's like well, I don't eat animals. And I'm like Why? <laughs> he's like, Well, I'm out here in Africa and I was protecting the animals while I was eating the animals. Right. And I felt like a hypocrite. And that something switched in my brain mm. and I thought, well, I'm trying to protect the animals in the right. ocean and yeah. I'm eating the animals and I hate hypocrites. Right. From working in the military for 12 years and seeing with my own eyes and experiences the great leaders and mm -hmm. the great soldiers and the bad ones. And right. the bad ones were always hypocrites. Okay. They were always do as I say, not as I do. Right. So I learned to lead by example. And so that was the, the first trigger. And so Amazing. I went home, I thought about it really hard and I'm like, I, can't, I cannot justify working in conservation while I'm actively yeah. paying for the suffering and murder of other animals. Right. And so I went home and I thought, I'm, I'm gonna do this. Mm. I went vegan. Straight and away? Then straight or? away. And wow. then I failed in two days. <laughs> okay. Screw that up. I was like, I don't know what to eat. <laughs> it's more spinach. It's like lettuce and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I gave it up for a little bit, but it was always 
it was always there in the back of my mind, okay. chipping away. And then some uh, other people that I, I really highly respect, uh, John Joseph, yep. uh, who wrote Meters for Pussies, Lisa and the Crow Mags. Yeah. Him and I just um, filmed a documentary together, actually, called oh, no Fuck to Life, where we helped rehabilitate ex-convicts, oh, um, put them on a plant-based diet, Damn, uh, trained in PT. Uh, Kip Anderson's uh, on, on films is... Um, has re filmed it all no editing now so hopefully it'll be out next year but um, John Joseph another buddy of mine Ian Norrington yeah. who's a celebrity bodyguard big okay. scary London ex-gangster dude <laughs> and he's vegan I'm like ow ow yeah. you're a monster yeah. and so just I really believe that when things like that keep popping up in your universe you need to listen because they're talking 100%. to you for a reason yeah. and so I'm like I'm going to do it I'm going to do it again and I started just slowly cancelling things out okay yeah, um, and I think this is the best way to do it. 100%. Take one thing away and then add three things. Yeah, because Did you start with the meat or like start with kangaroo. Yeah, kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've I've been lactose intolerant since I was 15. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, um, I, I was an altar boy in church and I stole right. money out of the poor box to buy chocolate. Yeah, and so God smited me basically <laughs> and took away right. the whole dairy section. <laughs> okay, That's so my dairy theory anyway. Issue. Yeah, I was eating God's chocolate so um, <laughs> dairy was never an issue right. uh, I didn't really like it anyway okay uh, except ice cream and now Ben and Jerry's I mean, dude yeah you can uh, find anything now <laughs> um, and so I was just incrementally taking things away the last vestige of protein yeah, yeah, yeah. was the eggs eggs and right. now eggs probably gross me out more than anything else right um, I just unborn fetuses like I'm just like, <laughs> uh, like uh, it's it's so much about the way you perceive things dude it's all perspective right yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's not like you're we're tricking ourselves to look at things a different way it's actually just allowing ourselves to look at how things really are right yeah and it, it's nothing you know tricky or sketchy about it. it's just reality mm. and just trying to look at things how, how they are like it, it's cool to hear that um also that you found that you know going all in like cold turkey quitting everything and going vegan didn't work for you and that transitioning slowly worked way better because a lot of people do the mistake of actually just going all in and then after a week of eating you know carrots and lettuce like they just fail and feel miserable and think that it's not for them yeah so i really like that you're recommending you know transitioning slowly and getting the information in watching other people online who absolutely do things. the information is so easily yeah. accessible now uh and it's like anything that you're going to do in life like mm -hmm. I didn't just start jumping in the ocean with sharks right. and feeding bull sharks. Like I built yeah. up my knowledge base first and that knowledge, the information is accessible on Google, on YouTube videos, yeah. on Instagram. Like you can learn so much. You don't have to do it on your own. And no matter what argument anyone comes back at me with for veganism yeah. or whatever, the one thing that rings true every single time is it's absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. I do 100%. not need an animal to die for me to live. Yeah. Like I do not need to consume that flesh. End of like, story. End <laughs> of story. Like I don't care what argument you have. Yeah. Like, it's it's all bullshit because killing these animals and factory farming and whatever. Like I trained. My job in the army was literally to hunt and kill people. Yeah. I don't need to justify being a man or having a sport where I go out and bow hunt animals. Like I just yeah. don't need that in my life. I'd rather go out and hunt pedophiles with a rifle. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. 100%. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's just unnecessary in my world. And it is. so that's like it's it's not an argument I need to have with people because there is no argument. There is no. No I, and I've never had an argument where someone has like, you know, won the argument and that kind of stuff because it's like you're saying the the fact is that it's unnecessary and that's the end of the story and yeah. it's so easy just to say that and people they can't say anything against that. But right? they will. They will. <laughs> no, but, you know, that's why it's important for us to like be examples like you know 
like of, of health and fitness and and just living an amazing life and you know doing all kinds of awesome stuff and inspiring people it's because it shows people how you know when you show like as, as if you're you have like a secret you know to to an amazing life or to health or to success like people immediately get attracted to that um, so I really like what you're doing in terms of you know just your your presence is attractive to people who you know especially young guys I believe is like you know really get a lot of inspiration from me at least a lot of people that I talk to um, that are like you know in their 20s or something mm -hmm. and even like you know 18 year olds they're like you know like you're you're their hero and and it helps having like these uh, people like yourself who are masculine and like you've been in the army doing all these things that they want to do speaking about this uh, you know world of compassion in a way that is very easy to digest yeah and very black and white very direct so mm -hmm. I really appreciate the work that you do man well it um, comes back to that leading by example right like yeah if, if you can help me and Nimai can help me and Damien can help me yeah. understand and still live an amazing life like I've never been bigger and stronger and healthier yeah, ever I don't, I don't i don't have any like i'm good i can yeah. move i don't have any injuries from training like 100%. i used to yeah. so it, it's it's nice that even i can have these people that i look up to yeah. and you can have them and they can have them you know it's we're all in this together 100 percent, man and that's why i love the you know the community and the, the movement it's just like we're all working towards the same goal and uh it needs a collaboration uh, like a collaborative process to make that happen because mm -hmm. We're far behind still with all this carnivore stuff coming up, all this, you know, anti-vegan stuff, the, you know, anti-climate change, uh, you know, movement. So there's a lot of work to be done, man, but uh, we're on the right direction. I can see, yeah, I, I'm an optimist. I think the world will, you know, come a long way in our lifetime, but, you know, we all have to do our, our piece and, and try to, you know, push the, the message. Uh, but one thing I wanted to ask you, like, what are the main benefits, apart from all the fitness stuff that you just mentioned, um, what are the main benefits that you felt yourself, whether it's physical or mentally after switching to a vegan diet? Dude, I became a really good cook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you're not just making chicken breast and broccoli anymore. Right. Like now, dude, I, I don't even go out for tacos anymore. Oh, yeah. I have people over here and I make tacos and then blown <laughs> away. Nice. Um, so I eat, a, I eat a lot of tacos. Oh, uh, <laughs> a so lot of smoothies. I come, I'm genuinely a good cook now because yeah. I had to get creative and learn and um, yeah. I'm just, I feel good. Like this whole thing where a lot of people go, oh, you know, I, I sleep better, I have more energy. Right. I didn't really notice that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, just yeah. it didn't happen like sometimes I sleep well sometimes yeah. I sleep like crap sometimes yeah. I have energy sometimes I don't right. like I still live this normal life but yeah. the, the injury thing was amazing okay. um, yeah. the biggest thing is I, I feel really good in my soul I feel, right. exactly. I feel good here and I think that if you feel good in here in your soul yeah. and in your spirit then that transcends out into the world and I feel like you need to be the light that you want to see in other people you know, and then you both get to share in it. And that, that comes along with happiness and positivity and motivation yeah. as well. 100%. Like let that reflect out of you onto yeah. someone and then you both get that happiness and positivity and, and just share it around. Like, yeah. you know, I, I feel good. I feel happy. I feel positive and yeah. I'm not consuming any death, any antibiotics or hormones yeah. or any of that garbage that you're going to get secondhand through the animal food, right. through the flesh. Like that puts my mind at rest. Dude, I, I'm so happy to hear you say that, man. Because like I keep, you know, pushing positivity and like you know the the, the peace that you feel. In, like me too. I like I feel in alignment with my values, right? Yeah. So it's well, like it's an exactly. amazing yeah. feeling, and it's just like yeah, it just means a lot that you say that because I, I share the same perspective. And I think 
a lot of the the successful you know vegan activists or whatever you want to call them um, are have the same kind of mindset you know they're focusing on the positive they're optimist uh, optimistic and they try to look at things from a positive angle rather than just oh the world is going to shit you know everything is gonna you know go to you know to hell uh, there will be no you know Amazon left in a couple of years which you know it, it's true we need to talk about these things but it's important I think to keep a positive mindset and really look at the positive side of things because it doesn't help caring about the environment, doesn't help caring about the animals if you're just beating yourself up and feeling depressed all the time. You're not gonna get any work done yeah. if you're feeling down. So Yeah, I um, highly recommend um, listening and watching videos by James Aspie. Mm, um, great guy. He, he has such an eloquent way of conversing and talking through the points and the facts with with meat eaters and people yeah. that are doubting. If you're struggling with that anger mm -hmm. about having those conversations, yeah. watch James, watch the way that he talks about it, watch the way that he talks with people and learn from that uh, and, and then practice that. And like it, it, it helps take some of that anger and frustration yeah. out, yeah. but you've got to have that patience as well mm -hmm. to have those conversations and yeah, yeah not want to just punch people in the face. <laughs> exactly, there's a lot of self work yeah. that needs to be done. Uh -huh. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the video today. It was amazing. Anytime, uh, man. Loved our chat, man. And where can people find you? Like, do you have a YouTube channel? Do you have Instagram? I do. I'm not hugely active on YouTube. I, I do post some of the videos, like some of the Shark Week stuff, yeah. if I can get my hands on it so that nice. people can watch it. Yeah. Uh, outside Discovery Channel. Mm -hmm. um, you have Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Twitter, Facebook. I'm probably most active on Instagram. Instagram. Okay, perfect. I'll leave your YouTube and Instagram in the description box. So make sure to follow. Paul, amazing stuff. I'm a big fan. I know you guys will be too. So yeah, head over there, subscribe, follow. And that's pretty much it from us today. Thank you so much for watching. Let us know what you thought about this in the comment section. Really interested to know. And that's it from us. Peace out. See ya.